Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Tiger Zone, the podcast for the Princeton class of 2010. Uh, this is your host, Jeff Kerchick. Today, I am joined by Jazzy Ellis. Um, Jazzy is a Screen Actors Guild Award winning stunt actor. Uh, she is a social justice warrior, a public speaker. She has over 75 film and TV credits. Uh, she's been in a lot of things that, uh, that I've seen, and I'm pretty excited to talk to her about uh, her illustrious career on the, on the big screen. So Jazzy, thank you for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm doing so great, Jeff. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. Um, I know it's, uh, it's late on a weeknight. I know you're very busy, so we appreciate your time. Um, I want to kind of just dig right in. So, you know, first and foremost, like I think some, something that I like to talk about with people we've been talking to uh, and like what they've been doing in their careers, like who you were before you went to Princeton and, you know, went on to do all these awesome things that you've been doing. Can you talk a little bit about what life was like for you growing up where you were, where you're from and, you know, uh, some of the things that guided you to, to where you are today. Yeah. Um, I'm from union, New Jersey. I grew up with, uh, four brothers and they were always pretty competitive with me. My background is ballet and they were into sports. So, um, you know, our after-school activities were different, but when we played outside, it was super competitive, um, you know, jumping out of trees, <laughs> um, fun times in the backyard. And that was my childhood. And I was just a big bookworm. Besides like ballet, I would just read a whole bunch. Um, the Ivy Leagues or like Princeton wasn't a big goal of mine. Like I wasn't even thinking about college. I was just thinking of dance and reading my next book all the time. That's awesome. Um, and I guess like what, you know, so what got you to Princeton then? Because, you know, I feel like, I, I don't know, maybe I'm projecting or something, but I feel like a lot of the people, in my experience, it was like, that was what they wanted to do. And they had their hearts set on it from the beginning. Um, you know, what got you there? And, and like, once you were there, um, how, like when did, I guess, like, when did you start to feel like, you know, you wanted a career acting? Um, was that before, was it during, was it after, like, did it shape, did it shape you in some way? I'd be curious to, to hear about that. That was way after Princeton. Um, at Princeton, I thought I would be a doctor. I was pre-med, I was a religion major and I got a Spanish certificate and the goal was to um, yeah, study medicine and become a doctor and have a family practice. And what happened was I graduated during the recession and you know, med school admissions, grad school, business school, all the things were oversaturated. And I got into one school and they said it was because of my personality. And I'm just thinking, I can't smile my way through med school. Mm. Um, <laughs> And so I ended up moving to New Orleans and that was just because I loved the city and I didn't know where else to go. Um, and it was a lower cost of living than New Jersey. Um, and I became a math and special education teacher. I taught for three years in New Orleans and 
Um, I was working for a charter school and I was working a lot. I was working anywhere from 70 to 120 hours a week and I was burning out. Um, and so I asked my school for an hour to study uh, martial arts a week to like release tension and just to have some time to myself. And I got that. And when I went to martial arts, there were stunt performers there who were just like, hey, would you want to make a career out of this? Like there's no black female stunt performers in Louisiana. That could be you. I was like, what? <laughs> so yeah, it happened out of nowhere. Um, and stunts came before acting. I got into acting because it was a way into stunts for me. Got it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I have a lot of follow-up questions, but before <laughs> I even get that far, I love New Orleans too. It's actually, I think, potentially my favorite city in the United States, if not top three, for sure. It's um, definitely my favorite, yeah. Yeah, what, what do you, I mean, I have my own, I mean, I love the food, I love the music, I love the culture, the people. Like, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure there's some overlap. Like what, what, what got you excited about New Orleans? It was the music for me. Um, when I stayed there, I was staying in a family friend's apartment and it was in the warehouse district. So you could hear the church bells. You could hear the, the concerts that were in the parks nearby. You could hear everything, all of the music kind of just merged in in my apartment and i was just like i have to live here i have to be here i have to be in the middle of this music um so yeah i visited i think five times before i decided to finally move down that's awesome i uh yeah and i my my moment i think i was in the, in the airport leaving one time and there was a saints game on and like everyone in the bar was going nuts like in the airport you can imagine yes like, like in the city <laughs> itself like I remember feeling, and I'm a Patriots fan. So like, I, you know, we, we care about football too, but I remember just feeling like, wow, that, that's a lot of passion. Um, so. Yeah. Even if you're not into sports, you're a Saints fan. If you're in new Orleans. Yep. It's just how it happens. <laughs> I adopted them as my second team. I had to. Um, yes. So, all right, cool. So let's get into the stunts and stuff like that. So it's not every day that you meet somebody who's a stunt actor. Can you tell people what that means? Like, what does it mean to do that job? What is that like? Right. So there's a few different labels that you can have. You can be a stunt performer. You can be a stunt double. You can be a stunt actor like myself. Um, so a stunt performer is anyone that does stunts in a film. A stunt double is the person who does stunts in place of the actor. And a stunt actor is a person who can do stunts and act. And so that's me. Um, Got it. And I do both. I have my acting agent who sends me on acting auditions and I also go the stunt route and I play a stunt double sometimes. And I also am brought on to different um, TV shows and films for acting roles that involve stunts. Cool. And like, how do you fall into that? Because I, I feel like that's like a really cool job. <laughs> You know, like a lot of people, <laughs> people like hear about that. They're like, that's what I want to do. Like that, you know, that sounds exciting. I mean, is it a misconception? I, I feel like when people think about stunt actors, they, they imagine like you get to, you know, jump off cliffs and do all these like dangerous things. Is it like, 
is it more or less glorious or is it like what people think it is? Like, how does it compare to like what you think it is in people's mind? I think it's, it's exactly what people think it is. So that scenario that you just said could happen. Um, but it's also a lot more dangerous than people think it is. Um, and also more fun. <laughs> I never thought I would have so much fun in a career. Um, so I get to, I get paid to play is how I think of it. But um, in terms of the danger, I also never thought I would have a career where I would have to risk my life for entertainment. Um, the people who brought me into the industry, two of them have passed away for um, in onset accidents. So that's what I have to face when I think about my career, but also I, I think about the pure fun and joy that I have doing a lot of the stunts that I get to do that no one else uh, or not, you know, not a lot of people get to do, especially not a lot that look like me. I'm a black woman in America. Like <laughs> there's not enough stunt roles for us and I get to do so many of them. And so I'm, I'm super lucky and um, yeah. What, what is like the most dangerous stunt you've ever done? There's a few. Um, I mean, everything that I do is dangerous. That's why it's left to the stunt stunt performer and not the actor. Mm -hmm. But um, one of the most dangerous ones I did was being trapped upside down in a burning car and having to trust the stunt man to pull me out. Um, anything with explosions. So I was in explosions for Godzilla, for Doom Patrol, for... Um, Gotham anything with explosions you never know like exactly how the pyro is going to fly so that's always a risk that um, I have to accept when I go into work and anything flying so I, my specialty is wire work and that's when um, like if you see a superhero movie, you see the superheroes go flying, they're on wires. Or if you see an, an explosion scene and you see people go flying, they're on wires. So that's most of what I do. And um, I've descended on wires from 200 feet in the air. Um, I've been flown 50 feet across the set. Um, so yeah, that's most of the dangerous things I do. Yikes. <laughs> um <laughs> I have a pretty, um, I think, anxious Jewish mother who, if she, if she, if this is what I was doing, I, I can't imagine how many text messages and phone calls I would be getting uh, all the time. That, like, how do you? Um, I know for you, it's a job, right? You're probably used to it to some extent. Like, do you get um, nervous? Like, is it? Um, has it gotten easier for you? Uh, is it thrilling in some ways? Like what are the emotions you feel when you're doing these sometimes dangerous stunts? I am nervous before every job, mm -hmm. every single one. Uh, right before the, direction, the director yells action, I'm usually freaking out on the inside. I usually don't show on the outside. I do remember one time distinctly where I did show it and I was pretty embarrassed, but the stunt ended up going well. But um, yeah, I'm always freaking out on the inside. And that's just because of performance anxiety, not that I can't do the thing because if it wasn't already in my muscle memory, I wouldn't be doing it. Mm -hmm. um, 
so yeah, I'm very nervous. But then after I do the thing, like after I hear action, there's really nothing that stops me. Like I will go no matter what, unless it's a safety issue, as long as I hear action. Um, so then that's when the fun starts. And then after I've done the stunt well, um, I'm just really excited. And usually the crew is super nice and they clap for me. So I get that little boost of my ego as well. <laughs> That's always good to have some support. Um, yeah. And, and I guess on that note, like, you know, so being in all of these films, TV shows, you know, there can be a moment where you feel like you've made it. I mean, you know, you get to be around famous people and, you know, you're in, I mean, if people go and look on your IMDb, I mean, you've been in thing, you've been in some, you know, interesting, you know, shows and, and movies and mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty cool. And like, you know, we interviewed Felicia Saunders, uh, classmate who's, uh, you know, also doing the similar type of work and mm -hmm. she was in Star Wars and we had a great conversation and I'd just be curious, you know, I, I know, um, I wouldn't say the question is like, what is the moment where you, where you felt like, oh, I made it per se, because I'm sure we all feel some sort of imposter syndrome and the things that we do all the time. But like, what is like the coolest moment for you? Like, is, has there been a moment where you look at your career and you were like, that was a moment that felt surreal to me or like a moment that felt particularly riveting to you during your career or something that stood out? That's such a good question. Um, yes, there was a moment. <laughs> I will say the second time I met Oprah. And oh, wow. Second time. The, the I mean, second what was the time, first time? <laughs> <laughs> so the first time was on the film Selma. Um, and that was shot in Selma, Alabama. And I was one of the extras. I'm sorry. not. I was definitely not extra. I was one of the stunt performers on the bridge. Um, and I was mixed in with the extras, which is, I think, why she responded the way that she did. And so I walked past her on the bridge and I said, good morning. And she just looked at me and kind of like glared a little bit, like, who are you talking to? Why are you talking to me? Mm -hmm. um, but that was on Selma. The second time was on Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. And I had an acting role on that one. And um, it was a very last minute role. I was cast because I looked like the older version of the character I was playing. And it was just a quick turnaround. So I missed one of the, the table reads where everyone met each other. So I think I was the only actor on set who showed up not having met everyone. But I walked into the hair and makeup trailer and there was Oprah. And I was just like, do I say something? Like, what do I do? Because I remember the first time and she didn't respond so well. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and so I walked over to my chair um, where I would get my makeup done. And I just gave a general, good morning, everyone. And you know, everyone responded how they wanted to. And when Oprah was done getting her makeup done, she came over to me and she was just like, hi, you must be Gladys uh, or you must be playing young Gladys. I'm Oprah. And I'm like, of course you're Oprah. I know you're Oprah. Hi, Oprah. I'm Jazzy. I was such a spaz. And she's like, nice to meet you, Jazzy. So um, I feel like I, I made it because she came up to me and introduced herself to me instead of like glaring at me, thinking I was an extra. But um. I felt like the levels, I had risen a level where I was important enough to, to be introduced. 
Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. I mean, casually meeting Oprah multiple times. I mean, that's uh, something most people would. It's like a dying wish for a lot of people. Um, uh, I can relate to that story somewhat. I when I was in high school and college a little bit, I did. I worked on the ground screw for the Boston Red Sox, and I remember I was too scared one time to say good game to one of the players, like the morning Aww. after a game. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and like a whole, you know, there's a whole story about that. But I remember like one time I was cleaning a dugout and like Frank Robinson, who's this hall of fame, you know, older, he was older. I mean, I think he's passed away now, he, but he complimented me on the work I was, I was cleaning like, you know, bubble gum out of like the runway to the dugout. And he was like, he, he said, good job kid or something like that. <laughs> and I remember like kind of stuck with, you know, you get starstruck in those moments uh, when you feel insignificant because you're doing like a, you know, some sort of task and somebody that you admire um, calls you out for it. It makes you feel special. Oh yeah. Um, so that's great. Um, you talked about something earlier that I want to touch on too. You know uh, you talked a little bit about how, you know, you feel that black women are underrepresented in your uh, field and that, that, that gave it some importance to you uh, to pursue this, you know, as a career um, wondering if you can elaborate on that, like, what does it mean to you to be, you know, something uh, of a trailblazer or, or um, you know, representing black women in a field where, where they're, you know, underrepresented and what, what do you, what do you hope for the future and um, what kind of message would you send to people that are like you who are aspiring to do the same thing? I'm hoping to put together a path that's a lot easier than the one that I had to take. Um, I'm in the process of creating a program for teenage girls to start training to be stunt performers and for adults to uh, be coached and, and consulted through stunt industry by me. Um, my goal is that they don't have to go through all of the barriers that I had to go to, through. They don't have to face um, the, the competition with stuntmen. Like stunt women and stuntmen should, should not be competing for the same roles. Stuntmen mm -hmm. should not be putting on wigs um, to double actresses, which they still do in 2021. Um, uh, stunt stunt performers of different ethnicities should not be painting themselves different colors to, to change their ethnicity for a certain role. And that's still happening in 2021. So these are the kinds of things that I'm battling. As a black woman, I'm battling people of all different genders and all different ethnicities. And it's like, but I should be getting the roles for black women <laughs> and mm -hmm. I'm not the only one. So it's weird. Um, and I'm hoping that in the future, there's enough people of every race and ethnicity and uh, gender and uh, capability, body ability, that like you don't have to pretend to be something that you're not. So there's even what's called crip face. So there's something called blackface, which is where you paint people a different color and change their ethnicity. There's also something called crip face where they the role is for someone with a, a disability, a physical disability, maybe a wheelchair, or maybe um, they have one arm that's missing. They will use CGI instead of hiring a person that's appropriate for the role. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm hoping that 
people will know the path into the industry so that the industry doesn't have an excuse to not hire them. Got it. Cool. Yeah. I think that that's uh, a noble cause. Um, and I guess, you know, of all the, of all the things that you have done, like, what are, like, what is, what is the, um, like, what is a, are there any shows that you have been in or movies or anything like that where like you, where like you are a fan, like you were a fan of it going in or something that you actually like watch on your own or something that, you know, uh, you were, you were particularly, you know, proud of, I guess would be the question, but, you know, just curious, like sometimes you, you think about actors and actresses as these, you know, at the end of the day, they're also people, right. They have interests and just like everybody else. So there anything that you, is there anything you've participated in that like you kind of idolized growing up or something that you were a fan of, or, you know, something that you found that that, that was like, per, like particularly cool that you got to be a part of it. I am a huge fan of Doom Patrol. If anyone is a DC uh, comic book fan, Doom Patrol is like the best. Um, and I got to be a few different characters in that show. And I was also, uh, one of the stunts I did for this last season, I think it's season three, uh, was submitted for an Emmy award. Hopefully I get nominated. I'm not sure if I will be, but like that was because of Doom Patrol. But it's just a good show. It's like really good storytelling, really unique characters. And it's not like the same rep repetitive thing that Marvel does. It's, I don't know, DC is just better to me. And Doom Patrol was super fun to do. Cool. Awesome. And these days you are where? In Atlanta? Is that right? I or... work in Atlanta, but I live in New Jersey. I see. Okay, cool. And, um, I guess like one, you know, one thing I've been asking everybody and, uh, this would probably be, I guess my last question for you, but, um, you know, is looking forward, you know, what advice, okay. So, you know, we talked earlier about your experience at Princeton. Um, you know, you talked a little bit about how you wanted to do pre-med and then, you know, things kind of changed and obviously the recession changed things. Um, I, I feel that I was going to do economics. I changed to English. Uh, that was not due to the recession. I think I got a bad grade on an econ test my sophomore year, and uh, I pivoted a little sooner than you did. But, um, you know, what advice would you give to somebody who is like you, like going to Princeton and um, thinking about, you know, what they want to do with their life? You know, is there any advice? I mean, you've, you've made a good career for yourself and, you know, you're only just getting started, it seems like. So mm -hmm. I think that people can, you know, hear your advice. You've had, you've been in a lot of, uh, you, you're an award-winning actress, you know, you have a lot of side projects. Um, you know, what advice would you give to somebody if you could go back in time even and give advice to yourself, what would that look like? Yeah, I would tell myself to stay open um, and open-minded. I think I was so structured, like I had the perfect path laid out for myself in high school and I was afraid to pivot. And even after I had pivoted, I just spent so much time regretting it, even though it was like, looking back, it was the perfect path for me. And yeah, I would tell myself, stay open-minded be okay to like, it's okay to walk outside of the path. It's okay to create your own. Um, 
yeah, stay open. I like that advice and, and, um, good advice now better, you know, better than ever. Um, we live in a very polarized world, a lot of closed-minded folks and, you know, there's, it's good to be open and, uh, it's a great piece of advice. Um, Jazzy, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Uh, I wish you nothing but success. I hope that we will get to reconvene at a reunions soon. Yes, um, please. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're past due here. We missed, missed two in a row. We missed our 10th, uh, right. which is super lame. But we I was will so excited. To... I even had my costume ready. I was just like, let's go. Yeah, you gotta you gotta keep like and we gotta, you know, bust that out of storage, you know, next year, hopefully. And I guess you'll just have to drink three times as much to make up for for lost time. So um, but thank you so much for uh, for joining us here tonight. And uh again, uh best of luck to you. Thanks so much, Jeff. It's been fun. Great. All right.